You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast, now on Google Play. With Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. And welcome to a Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. I'm Sandy, and on the phone, I've got Steve French, Managing Partner at the Natural Marketing Institute. Hi, Steve. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Great. I really appreciate you joining me today. We are going to talk about trends in packaging for food, beverages, and supplements um, with the focus on sustainability. Steve is speaking at our Supply Side West workshop, Sustainable, Safe, and Sanctioned Packaging for CPG Brands. This is on Friday, October 18th at 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Supply Side West in Las Vegas. As I noted, Steve is the managing partner of the Natural Marketing Institute, which is an international strategic marketing consulting and market research firm that specializes in health and wellness, sustainability, and the aging market. He has more than 30 experience of strategic marketing, business development, market research, and management experience. He offers insight in today's consumers and market market trends based on interviews from over a million global consumers to help companies navigate, identify, and validate market opportunities. So, Steve, my first question about packaging is, how do consumers view waste in the environment? Do they feel the issue is getting better or worse? Well, there's a number of ways to approach the whole topic. One is at a more of a 40,000-foot view, and through a lot of the consumer research that we've done for the past decade or so, uh, we definitely see that consumers are making uh, purchase decisions with an understanding of the effect they will have not only on their health, but the sustainability of the world the environment, and its people. The general population in the U.S. that agree with that number has actually increased from 32% in 2006 up to 45% in 2017. However, if you look at uh, more specific issues that uh, focus in on waste, of American adults think we live in a wasteful society. That number is really unchanged uh, since 2012. It's a ubiquitous feeling that uh, most of Americans and, and, and definitely those in other countries would say, and it's actually ironic when you look at the word consumer, it means consume. What is nice to see However, is we ask consumers, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in terms of saving and reusing things, uh, that uh, gap has gone up. But if you step back and, and uh, talk, talk about the macro view of waste in the environment, you know, there's lots of media and pictures and images and, and all of social media. So it sounds like consumers really are prefer sustainable messaging, and this, this works with their packaging. So what, do you, what are some of the emerging trends in packaging uh, as far as sustainability goes? 
there's a variety of ways, Sandy, to look at the notion of packaging. We tend to look at it in terms of whether or not products are over-packaged. And you can think of all kinds of examples. Uh, let's just think of a, a uh, box of cookies. And so you have the box, and inside the box, the cookies are wrapped in an in a outer wrap, and then inside the outer wrap, they're in a plastic tray. So there's you know three elements there, uh, and consumers are saying, hey, that's a little bit overpackaged. Or you can think of a bag of potato chips when you open it up, and it's two-thirds air. Uh, so what consumers are basically saying, they're trying to reduce their own environmental impact, um, but they don't want to compromise anything. They don't want to compromise price. They don't want to compromise quality. And they certainly don't want, want to compromise convenience. The other way we look at uh, some of the emerging trends in packaging is to break down uh, what we call a life cycle analysis. Uh, in, in the industry terms, it's called an LCA. If you talk to a consumer about an LCA, they won't know what you're talking about. So we basically break it down in three different uh, three different areas. It's before a consumer uses a product. Secondly, while a consumer is using a product. Or three, what the consumer does with the product after they're done using it. Uh, and the impact varies by by segment, by industry, and so on. So what I mean there is it's different uh, for food and beverage versus household cleaning products. Uh, in terms of food and beverage, consumers are very much more concerned about where the ingredients came from and what they're going to do with the packaging after they're done uh, in terms of recycling and things like that. You can even get more uh, specific here and talk about the type of packaging. And uh, that was the focus, actually, uh, of an article I did for Insider, uh, which ties uh, with the su Supply Side West session. Uh, I was talking more about uh, the perils of plastic. And uh, we see plastic as definitely something that is becoming much more uh, focused in on uh, because we need to move towards products which are either compostable or bio-based. So they can basically assimilate safely back into the supply chain and back into uh, the the environment. So yeah, I mean, you even have some companies moving away from plastic and plastic alternatives all all together, and moving to some things like paper and cardboard and things like that. So if you ask, for example, the percentage of American that think products are are overpackaged, you end up with a significant portion of uh, consumers agreeing with that. In fact, seven out of ten will say that, that they think many uh, products are overpackaged. And it's interesting. I was just reading an Amazon article uh, today that, as of tomorrow, uh, their vendors uh, have mandatory requirements in terms of more environmentally friendly packaging. Uh, so we see various types of companies actually doing something about this. That's so interesting about Amazon. I just did an Amazon return uh, last week, and I 
took it to the UPS store, all packaged up, uh, ready to ship. And um, they have a new system where uh, you don't package it. They just print a barcode and put it on. And then they, they package all of the returns at once, maybe for the whole day, or I don't, I don't know what, what, what time period they determine. And then, so it's, it's less packaging and everything from, you know, my Phoenix location goes to ship together. So that, that's really interesting. Exactly. I had that same, that same experience. I just, I, I just walked in with the item, uh, gave them the item. They, they swiped my phone and said, have a nice day. So, uh, yeah. there is definitely some activity in the marketplace, not only among those in e-commerce, uh, and, and you see trade Trader Joe's, uh, uh just announced some things, uh, either or this week or last in terms of what they're doing with produce and trying to reduce uh, you know, a styrofoam tray with an overwrapped plastic and uh, so on. Um, so there's lots of marketplace activity in terms of uh, packaging. Yeah, and I love to, to see these leaders taking the charge. Um, so how do you determine which consumers are more engaged in sustainability than others? Like in, other, in other words, what type of consumers are more likely to be concerned about CPG packaging? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a lot of the work that we do with clients uh, across the supply chain, uh, we have to understand that regardless of what country you're speaking to or what geography you're talking about, that not all consumers are the, are the same. And that we've been using a consumer segmentation model since 2002 that divides uh, any ge geographic population into one of five mutually exclusive segments. So let's say you take 100 people in a room, you give them a short survey, and it separates out into five groups uh, based on their motivations to dealing with the environment, social issues, and personal health, because the whole connection between personal and planetary health is uh, very, very relevant. So the group that rises to the top or the group that is the greenest is called this LOHAS consumer, L-O-H-A-S, a term that was coined a decade plus uh, year, years ago. And they are really the consumer group uh, that is helping to drive sustainability and packaging and waste and recycling and all those various behaviors to more mainstream groups. So for example, the low-cost consumer was the first to use organic products, let's just say 20 or 30 years ago. And uh, uh, you know, today that, uh, that category has continued to grow year on year on year and much faster than traditional products and uh, so on. But this low-cost consumer, um, they hold not only the attitudes in terms of of environmental sustainability and those relating back to packaging, but they also uh, equate those those attitudes into behaviors. Some some of the other segments are very interested in what they can do more for the environment, and they just need some easy solutions. They need a little nudge, uh, and so that may be opportunistic for some to look at. Uh, in terms of the development of uh, products and the respective packaging uh, to meet their needs. Right. 
Are there certain aspects of packaging that consumers are drawn to over others, and, and are they category-specific? Yes, there's, there's definitely category-specific uh, type, of, type of importance issues. Um, overall, uh, there's, there's three or four dimensions of packaging that uh, consumers are looking for. One of them we talked about before, it's the whole idea of minimalism uh, or being sim simplistic, and that was what we were talking about before in terms of uh, not being overpackaged. But if you take that a little bit further, uh, consumers definitely want products that are compostable. You know, we want to be able to know that they're uh, that they're not going to be around like plastic for you know a thousand plus years, whatever the time frame frame is. And then and then you move from uh, back to this life cycle I was talking about, not focused in on what I do when I'm done with the product, but what is the product in. So uh, consumers are definitely looking for uh, you know whether it's a of a water bottle or whether it's a box of cookies or whatever it is, uh, a bottle of supplements, um, uh, they're, they're, they're looking for the packaging to be made from recyclable content. And uh, that should be ubiquitous, again, across the supply chain. It's not just relevant when, when a marketer is selling to a consumer, but it's also relevant when a supplier is selling to a marketer. And uh, to have eco-friendly totes and eco-friendly uh, uh, pallets and all the things that are used uh, throughout the supply chain is definitely important to have to have too. Um, and it definitely crosses uh, across cat categories, and you know it's it's also relevant when you step outside of our industry. Um, you know I. I just got a uh, a new mobile phone yesterday, and I can tell you that uh, compared to the last time I got a new phone, which was three or four year, years ago, the amount of packaging that they gave me this time was significantly less. You know, usually when you walk out of the store, you end up with with a big bag, right? And inside the bag is a box and inside the box is another box and inside you know and by the time you get done you get this tiny little phone and you end up with all this packaging material it's the same thing when you open up a package from from amazon i mean there's more packaging than product in in some cases so there need there needs to be a constant balance so consumers are looking for e-friendly packaging uh, across a whole variety of different categories uh, that are both within our industry and and very much outside. So you mentioned a bit about the problem with plastic, but how how problematic is this is plastic packaging for today's consumers? I think most consumers feel it's very problematic. Uh, they think something needs to be done immediately. Uh, they are looking at uh, the plastic uh, accumulating in oceans, as you see various pictures and all the activity in the past year and how to how to clean clean that up. Uh, and like I mentioned before, just increased media attention 
is driving consumers to say, hey, you know, I never knew that all that plastic was basically going out and 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 basically accumulating in oceans and and uh, so on. One of the biggest things uh, that we've seen in terms of behavior change over the past uh, 15 years or so is something very, very simple, but it's based in plastic. What we've seen over the past 15 years is the biggest behavior change in terms of plastic, and it's the use of reusable bags at the grocery store. So instead of us getting 10, 15 bags uh, each time we go to the store, we're bringing our own bags. We're getting much better at that. Uh, for those that don't leave them in their car, there's even signs before you walk in the door, did you bring your bags? Um, so, uh, you know, something as simple as that, and then we see uh, specific retailers banning bags all together. Lots going on in Europe, and, and we're starting to see that even in the U.S. Uh, and the consumers actually today, we're sort of seeing the whole resurgence of uh, plastic versus glass and the notion that uh, consumers, some are saying that they don't even think plastic bottles uh, are environmentally friendly. So that brings into options uh, such as aseptic packaging and all kinds of uh, of different ways, which, uh, you know, there was a lot of activity at Expo West, and, and we expect to see that at Expo East in terms of, uh, uh, of aseptic-type uh, packaging, uh, which is not dealing with either plastic or glass. So my last question is a big one, but um, maybe you can address it a little bit. How can companies address these new consumer concerns regarding sustainable packaging? Well, that is a pretty good question, but I think I think we have to be honest with ourselves and with our own organizations that challenges definitely exist. And actually, we probably all wouldn't be in business if there weren't problems and everything was running smoothly. Uh, they wouldn't need us. They could just put in a robot or whatever it may be. I say that tongue tongue in cheek, but uh, it's the fact that we've got. Uh, work to do. We've come part of the way, but we've got a long way to go. Uh, packaging has a a hugely positive impact on things such as preventing food waste, uh, things such as ensuring product safety. So we can't we can't uh, uh, increase food waste or have food spoilage or even I mean pick. You can pick you can pick supplements and look at the look at the fact that uh, you know there's inner seals and outer seals, but you know we have to make sure that there's that there's safety in terms of that that it hasn't been tampered with or whatever it may be. But as the consumers are becoming more open to the use of different types of packaging, uh, this is something I mentioned before. We're seeing. Uh, a lot of activity in refilling and reusing empty packaging. And I think a lot of us may be familiar with what Walmart, for example, has been doing for years with water. You can take a big, in this case it's plastic, but um, a big plastic, uh, I think it's five gallon, uh, and you can go and you basically refill that five gallon 
jug in the store, but now it's moving to other types of categories. It's moving to personal care, like shampoo. It's moving to household cleaning products. So every time uh, you know we need an all-purpose cleaner, we don't have to uh, uh, purchase one that has a spray on it or whatever it may may be. So we're finding things. Uh, uh, to do in terms of refilling. Now, reusing is a whole other issue, uh, but it's a whole other opportunity uh, to take things that are used and instead of instead of recycling, uh, of which some items get recycled and some don't, uh, is to reuse them. And that can be anything from a Ziploc bag uh, to a pizza box, to whatever it is, uh, finding some innovative ways. Uh, we've worked with some clients to actually make it fun for the family. Uh, you can do art projects. You can uh, do all kinds of things in terms of reusing packaging, uh, but still keeping products fresh, still keeping them sanitary, and still keeping them safe. So I think in uh, conclusion to that uh, that large question is that uh, efforts need to be balanced uh, against consumers' desire for, for convenience, uh, which also comes with a single-use or single-serving mentality. I think, as we all know, we're moving from three square meals a day to five-plus mini-meals. And those, especially when we're on, on the go, they create a lot of packaging challenges. In addition, uh, like I mentioned, there's no sacrifice. So gone are the days that we're going to be able to charge more uh, for environmentally friendly packaging. It's going to be expected. And in in conclusion, um, I think companies across the supply chain, and I think everybody would agree with this statement, have to think of innovation platforms around sustainable packaging and incorporate this into strategies uh, for the long term, not only of the health of the individual, but the health of the planet. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for talking with me today on this podcast. It's obvious that you have a lot of insight here. So for those listening who want more, Please be sure to attend our Supply Side West workshop, Sustainable, Safe, and Sanctioned Packaging for CPG Brands. Again, that's Friday, October 18th at 9 a.m. in Las Vegas. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.